Welcome to Her Liberation, Conversations with Ann Anderson. And my guest today is Miss Dahlia Knight. She's a brilliant young woman, lived in three countries, speaks four languages, co-founder of a digiting marketing company. And what I love most about her is that she is an advocate for women's rights and injustices. Please welcome her today, Miss Dahlia Knight. Welcome to Her Liberation. I'm your host, Ann Anderson, and this show is for anyone who wants to improve your health, well-being, and have a better quality of life. The Liberation provides tools and strategies and a safe, no-judgment space for healing to take place. My team and I will be bringing on guests who are experts in all areas of personal self-development and more to help you to shift where you need to in your lives and to meet your individual goals and needs. Again, welcome to Liberation Conversations with Ann Anderson, starting right now. Hi, Miss Dang. It's so nice to have you here today. Thank you so much for being my guest today Thank you on for the having show. Me. Oh, you're so welcome. You look so beautiful. I love that outfit. Thank you. Likewise. <laughs> Wow, so let's just get right into it and start with the first question that I have to ask you. Um, so can you tell me about yourself and your family, your culture and your upbringing? Just... Uh, well, I was born in the country that is located between Europe and Asia. Okay. So I have both of the worlds and mm -hmm. this country is called Kazakhstan. Mm -hmm. I was raised in the family with four siblings and I was the eldest one. So I was forced to be responsible <laughs> and uh, disciplined right. at okay. very early age. Of course. Um, and um, yeah, the, the country is uh, very diverse. We have mm. uh, different people. It's been colonized at certain point by uh, Russians and that's why we speak Russian. I myself personally speak four languages. Okay. Um, yeah. Wow. What four languages, may I ask? Ah, it's, uh, it's Russian, Turkish, uh, Kazakh, my native language, mm -hmm. and of course English. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. My parents uh, went through a lot um, and um, they tried, they tried to protect me from the, all the craziness that was happening mm -hmm. outside our uh, household. But despite that, I was still uh, sexually abused by uh, my cousin repeatedly uh, at the age of six. Wow. Um, that, uh, that shaped my determination uh, into uh, moving forward and trying to work on myself. Wow. So how long did that last? How long did it go on? How many years? Do you it's remember? it's been for a couple of years. It started around when I was five, and it ended when my parents uh, moved uh, from the same city. Mm -hmm. um, and it would happen all the time whenever we uh, we meet them. Uh, we meet wow. the, my cousin. And you didn't say anything to anyone. Uh, at, at the beginning, nobody believed me because uh, it, he was just three years older than me, mm -hmm. and. Uh, Nobody, and this is one of the issues that is happening around the world. People do not think that if you are the same age group, it's happening only. Right. It's wow. happening only by adults to kids, but the kids can uh, bully or sexually abuse other kids too. Wow, that's amazing. And so, what did that do to you emotionally, and mentally? I mean, how did you cope? Um, 
actually I had a lot of uh, trauma happening from that and I had to shut down this because um, I, I nobody believed me mm -hmm. uh, and I only thing that I was forced to do that I could I wanted to protect my siblings from these right. things happening to to them mm -hmm. so that's why I was like a mother to them uh, all the time and making sure uh, no matter what they never left alone or unsupervised wow so that made you become a very protective very protective person. yeah very wow. of my siblings uh, mm -hmm. and um, and I was aware that there is the world is not as nice as my parents are telling. Right. Wow. Yeah. But did you say that you also shared this news with your parents, but they didn't believe you as well? Um, they, I was as a kid uh, saying certain things that mm -hmm. he's uh, hurting me, but I was not able to actually um, explain because mm -hmm. the things that he was doing was. Uh, and uh, it's very difficult to put into words right especially as a five-year-old yeah because I, I had no idea what it is so mm. yeah and um, my parents um, started hearing me listening to me when I was at age 30 mm -hmm. um, actually I had to I had came to them uh, I came to them with this concerns that I'm working on myself mm -hmm. to actually heal myself um, when I was in my 20s, when I was studying university, but I learned to go and seek for the help um, when I was in uni. Thanks God, there was a uh, counselor mm -hmm. uh, and we okay. talked through, yeah. So I was, yeah, I was, I went through uh, counseling for a couple of years okay. uh, and uh, it helped me a lot on um, making sure that um, I'm healed. Wow, that's amazing. Well, I'm glad you're here and glad that you are better and was able to get some counseling, at least to help you through that period of your life. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And what was it that inspired you to get the three degrees that you have? Well, as I said, my parents went through a lot of things. Mm -hmm. uh, first of the uh, biggest, uh, tremendous, actually, events that happened to them is the collapse of the whole country, mm -hmm. the Soviet Union. Okay. Um, and um, so we basically didn't have food on the table. Mm -hmm. uh, it was, even though people could barter, there was no currency for three years. Wow. So only way we could survive is to barter things. Mm -hmm. But uh, because we were living in a uh, socialist car country, people didn't have a lot of things to, to exchange. So um, we didn't have um, basic things like butter was butter or milk was uh, just not accessible. Uh -huh. uh, so the bread we could make ourselves, but the rest of the things are just not was not there. Mm -hmm. um, so I, in my opinion, almost everyone was poor. <laughs> wow. So everyone was uh, everyone in the country uh, was struggling, and okay. we were not only ones. So. During this period, I remember very clearly mm -hmm. that my dad uh, told me that life can strip away everything from you, everything, mm -hmm. literally, even your place you're living, the food you're eating. But one thing that nobody can take away from you mm -hmm. is your knowledge and your skills. Okay. So, and this will help you to get back on the feet. And this stuck with me for a very long time and still. Mm -hmm. uh, and this 
his words actually was encouraging me, motivating me to get as much knowledge as possible. Mm -hmm. I studied in um, Turkey, US, UK. Uh, my uh, first degree was in poli-sci and um, later on business. I did my master's in UK and all of this, uh, in my opinion, helped me to uh, have a, get a look of um, of the woman around the world going through the same things, right. same emotions, okay. um, and to see. And I can, I can definitely say we have the same troubles around the world. It's not, um, it's <laughs> it's very common. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a fact or proof, I would say that we can look at how many uh, female presidents we have around okay. the world. Yes, That's you don't need to go even into household. You can tell that the world is right now predominantly ruled by men. That is so true. Wow. And that's what inspired you to get those three degrees. A hundred percent. I wanted wow. to make sure I know as much as possible. Okay. And have you been able to use your the, the uh, degrees that you've acquired uh, with your skill set um, as a, an adult? Uh, definitely. It helped me to get a job, my first job. hundred okay. percent. Um, and um, to be... Uh, to be, I'd say, stress-proof um, okay. in terms of I when you know when you know what you're doing, mm -hmm. you're more confident. Right. And um, de those degrees help me to be more confident in my uh, in terms of uh, I knew things that I'm doing. It's I've been learning this, and just all that it took is just to put it in practice at, right. at my job. Okay, awesome. So that helped you to pursue different types of goals and yes. dreams and job opportunities because you knew you were educated, had the knowledge and was qualified yeah. and the skill set to yes. do those jobs. That's awesome. Definitely. <laughs> wow. And what led you to become the first CASA female country manager and what does that mean? Um, so I worked <laughs> for the company that had uh, 40,000 employees around the world. Mm -hmm. um, there they're uh, providing schools uh, abroad, still providing schools abroad for uh, students around the world. And one thing, they've been actually in the education game, I would say, uh, for a very long time. Okay. But um, when I was hired, I was the first female and first uh, Kazakh uh, country manager mm -hmm. uh, that was responsible for the whole country. I had not a lot of employees, but it was uh, a big job in terms mm -hmm. of I was, I had to set an example mm -hmm. to make sure this big Swiss company uh, mm -hmm. that hired me and gave me an opportunity would hire uh, more uh, minority women, women right. uh, at this job. So I mm -hmm. had to, I had to do this well, my job well, mm -hmm. to make sure it's not only for me, but for all other women. In the world. Oh, that's amazing. So you want to make sure you were not the only. Exactly. That's <laughs> that was the, so, the main purpose. Wow. So to your knowledge, were there any other uh, females in this position since you? After hired? after me, yes. They yeah. hired they hired also a Kazakh female country manager. With I was okay. uh, and still the uh, and now they have female uh, country manager as well. Wow. So also okay. minority uh, from a minority background. So how proud you should be very proud. I'm very, very proud. It. <laughs> and it's thanks to, of course, to the company that acknowledged that uh, there is a, a, a there is a lot of women that was 
with big potential mm -hmm. and because we are coming from a very humble background most of us right. uh, not lots of things were not given for us from the start mm -hmm. um, uh, we had to we had to become survivors and we, we made sure that everything we do we do impeccably wow it's about excellence excellence yeah Amen. that's amazing how did you become the co-founder of a digital marketing company uh, this is this is the um, uh, this part of my life is mm -hmm. called um, uh, trying to find my path. <laughs> okay. um, I actually I, I just got divorced with my, from my first marriage, okay. and I was um, I lost my confidence. I oh. I lost I lost the skill to believe in myself and to motivate myself mm -hmm. uh, because whenever I was applying. Um, for jobs, I was overqualified every way because mm -hmm. I had to go back, come back from UK mm -hmm. to my home country, where, where wherever I was applying uh, to everyone, the rejection reason was overqualified. Mm. Wow! So, um, <laughs> which is the uh, which is very interesting reason, uh, uh, but I think uh, it's something that. Um, Le uh, led me to be okay I'm overqualified mm -hmm. then I have to do something about it so my uh, spiritual and life teacher master Olga Goman mm -hmm. she advised me uh, to open my own company okay. uh, she, uh, I was I was already having 10 plus years experience in digital marketing and I wanted to make sure I'm helping small businesses mm -hmm. and I've, I've focused uh, my um, digital marketing skills mostly helping the female owned small businesses. Okay. I opened it in Dallas, Texas uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, and uh, of course, after some time, the company, um, the company had um, uh, succeeded with a number of clients and I was uh, successfully sold it to my partner. Wow, yeah. that is amazing. Yeah. Wow, what an amazing young woman. Thank you. <laughs> I'm it, wasn't, it wasn't easy. <laughs> <laughs> when we look at the fact, you don't even need to look at the statistics right, right now. That's Most true. of those women are predominantly one race. Mm -hmm. uh, even though the companies claim that they have 50% of, uh, of female, um, let's say, managers or on, uh, in management positions, they're still, we're still not there. Wow. Today on Her Liberation, conversations with Anne Anderson, best-selling author, certified transformational life coach, TV producer, and TV talk show host. Over the next few seasons, myself and many other experts will be bringing you conversations around confidence, femininity, beauty, success, transformation, healthy living, self-love, abundance, Fitness, happiness, joy, sisterhood, empowerment, and resilience. What is resilience? It's your bounce back muscle. It's that inevitable quality that allows some people to be knocked down by life and come back stronger than ever. Rather than letting failure or disappointment overcome them and drain their resolve, they find a way to rise from the ashes. 
you love and epiphany me as much as I do, then get ready for a half hour chalk full of them all season. I wanted to create a show where on Tuesdays we could have conversations that disrupt, that were thought-provoking, inspiring, and eye-opening. A show that would be nourishment for your very souls and minds. This is her liberation. Conversations with Ann Anderson, starting right now. such an amazing story. So what was your motivation to get into the coding and cybersecurity? Well, uh, funny enough, um, <laughs> as um, a lot of people for the past year mm -hmm. uh, were affected by uh, COVID-19 mm -hmm. and um, a lot of women actually in, in total 800 billion um, uh, dollars, women lost in jobs because they wow. had to either um, give up their jobs to mm -hmm. become caregivers or they lost their jobs due to COVID-19 right. and I was one of them who was affected by the um, uh, what's been happening and um, I I didn't want to stop that's one of the things <laughs> that um, uh, the, one of the things that I uh, drives me uh, I wanted to learn something that would be uh, that would make sure that my job will be more um, pandemic or uh, pandemic proof, proof. <laughs> yeah, of course. And um, right. uh, I applied for the scholarship, uh, and uh, I got the scholarship to learn uh, coding and deep dive into cybersecurity. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's how it started. Wow! Yeah. Just because you wanted to make sure that you could still uh, have some security, financial security for you, yourself yes. and your family yes. Yes. during this pandemic. Exactly. Awesome. Very resourceful. And how do you like it so far? I mean, how is how is it working um, out for you? I, it's it's working out well. I'm working right now with a, a company that's been uh, for 13 years, mm -hmm. and they're actually one of their products is providing a software that would allow a lot of people to work remotely. Okay. 
um, and this is this is was important for me so that something mm -hmm. that I'm doing uh, had to help people right. and um, this was one of the key factors that I applied for a job and I got it and I'm uh, happy to actually make sure that a lot of people know about this company um, <laughs> okay yeah uh, and um, in general uh, I know for a fact that um, most of the women uh, that lost their jobs, mm -hmm. they are uh, they were in a service industry, mm -hmm. in hospitality. So right. they actually 77% of the women uh, back in 2020, uh, they they were women in the workforce, mm -hmm. um, and most of the jobs that ha had to have a personal touch, personal mm -hmm. um, right. service uh, were made done by women and predominantly by minority women. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to make sure that this, this is, um, you know, heard by more people um, and actually what's been happening during COVID-19 is nothing new. It's just took in the, uh, it just highlighted the issues that's like been happening, pandemic. but yeah. always been overlooked by a lot of people, companies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, I've, I'm told by a lot of people that uh, a lot of companies also actually, mm -hmm. actually they claim that they hire um, they hire managers, female managers, and to very high position as a C CEO, uh, very rarely CTO, of course. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but when we look at the fact you don't even need to look at the statistics right right now That's most true. of those women are predominantly one race mm -hmm. uh, even though the companies claim that they have 50 percent of uh of female um let's say managers or on uh, in management positions they still we're still not there um in terms of uh being diverse right okay yeah. and so Wow, that is, so what do you think it's the solution? What do you believe is the solution for that? Or you have an idea? The, the solution, of course, is, uh, as I said, that, uh, you know, the tech companies, why I went mm, to the, okay. into the tech industry, to, it's, it's more, um, it's any, like, recession or um, recession or pandemic-proof mm -hmm. industry that is the industry of the future. Okay. And, um uh, especially AI taking over the world right now, and we need we need uh, more women in uh, tech companies, okay. and not enough women in the tech industry is not the fault of the tech companies. I'm not blaming them. Right. It's it starts from the household. Mm -hmm. It starts from uh, from the minute when when a woman or um, uh, when a father or mother decides to um, to teach their daughters and sons uh, into being a more sci scientific, uh, right. you know, read scientific books or um, not uh, shape their reality, their future into being um, just uh, house uh, housewives right, so or right. domestic, yeah, yeah, more domesticated. Um, rather follow follow what they are looking for, what mm -hmm. they want. And I can tell most of the kids are, they are all in their devices, mm -hmm. uh, iPads, phones, and don't discourage it. Like this is the future right. and we will be surrounded by robots. We will be surrounded by the softwares that you being used on everything. Mm -hmm. And we have to encourage, make it, um, 
if let's say the my daughter is uh, interested in gaming mm -hmm. i i'm signing up her for tournaments okay. and wow. i i'm encouraging her to learn how to code mm -hmm. that game okay. so that she will be able to have even though she might choose something else in mm -hmm. the future right. but she would have the skills mm -hmm. that she can always use as my father said that the skills that nobody can take away from you right um and um yeah this is one thing is to make sure from day one that you're you're not reading to your daughters the uh, the tales about you know waiting for the prince charming <laughs> but reading about the rebel right, rebel right, girls right. reading mm -hmm. about all the female okay. leaders all the female scientists mm -hmm. that that there that they achieved there that changed the world even the wi-fi that we're right now using mm -hmm. was was made was created by a female she was an what? actress she was so smart uh she was beautiful smart mm -hmm. and because of thanks to her we are using wi-fi nowadays okay and there is the one thing that we have to keep on talking about to mm -hmm. all the women around the world to motivate them to go further and not to stop um and help them they they a lot of women need help i know that in terms of um it's easy to say uh when uh a lot of people say it's easy mm -hmm. to say when you're coming from you know already um, yeah, in society that yeah works. finances or no you don't have to mm -hmm. it's we have so many examples that women uh, leaders are leading and mm -hmm. helping right. other women to come to come that's that's what we have to have okay. we, we shouldn't just talk about it we have to actually make sure that we hire those women that mm -hmm. are trying to do that are trying to acquire new skills or new knowledge and um i'm seeing that the companies are shifting towards that awesome That's but they are not they're not doing it fast doing, doing doing it fast <laughs> enough plus they're still overlooking the diversity part oh, okay this i want to keep on emphasizing it because mm -hmm. uh because this country was based on immigrants uh, workforce right. and and we have to we have to acknowledge that mm -hmm. and make sure that um, this they work the jobs that are now opening up are mm -hmm. available for everyone equally. Mm -hmm. All right, wow, this has been amazing, Daya, and I've learned so much. Thank you so much for coming and being my very first guest. Uh, you have been so wonderful, and I'm hoping too that we can that maybe you can come back and we can finish this conversation because that was a lot. And I would really like to see uh, what you're going to do next. How you continue to work in cybersecurity, as well as well as the work that you're doing with the domestic violence women. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Thank you. I really enjoyed you, and uh, come back on my show. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Thank you.